school, yes, we rotate. 360 degrees, high, high, 360 degrees, high, high, 306, 306, 360 degrees, high, high. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, that's occupied Ohlone territory, a.k.a. Berkeley. And tonight, Full Circle brings you the social distance powwow. We are your host tonight. I am Freebolin Franklin, Liseño of the Rincon Band. And I'm Sarah Blanco. Happy to be here, and I identify as Mexicana and Chicana and ally. And tonight, you will hear some songs and native news taken from the newly created Social Distance Powwow Facebook page. Later, we'll speak with one of the founders of the Social Distance Powwow, Dan Simons. And you will hear another co-founder, Stephanie A. Bear, interviews the executive director of MMIW USA. Plus, you'll be able to support us at KPFA and also support a local nonprofit that is serving communities affected by COVID-19. You can support them and our reporting all at once. Keep it locked to Full Circle, 94.1 KPFA, Berkeley. Again, welcome to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices from the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. We are your host tonight. I am Freebone Franklin, and I'm with Sara Blanco. And tonight we'll be featuring the social distance powwow. We are also wrapping up the second week of our spring fun drive. So tonight we will be asking for your support for KPFA. And instead of the normal books, CDs, or DVDs, tonight we are offering you the chance to donate 10% of your donation to us to a nonprofit that is serving communities on the ground affected by COVID-19. Tonight, we will be featuring Sonoma UndocuFund and the Alameda County Community Food Bank. We'll talk more about these. Uh, we'll talk about more about them later in the show. And when you feel the need to donate, you can do so securely anytime at kpfa.org or you can call 1-800-439-5732 and that's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Well, let's get on with the social distance powwow on Facebook. <laughs> let's get on with the social distance powwow on Full Circle. According to powwows.com, powwow is a traditional term from the Narragansett tribe of northeastern woodlands of what is now the United States. Its closest translation in English is meeting or gathering. In order to keep the drum beating or the gourd shaking, in my people's case, for our communities to see and hear, three friends have created the Social Distance Powwow page on Facebook, giving an opportunity for people to share their songs, dancing, and stories on a live platform. Also, giving an opportunity for the hundreds of artists and vendors to continue doing business with their communities during this crisis. Franklin, can you get your best powwow MC voice? 
I think I can. Let me see if I can do this. So let's kick off full circle with the social distance powwow edition with DJ Panguish. DJ Panguish, take it away. Aho, bonjour. David Adishnikaz, Segamukadunjaba, Makwa Dodem. Hello, my name is David Panguish. I am from Toronto, Canada. And I am from Sagamook First Nations, Northern Ontario. The song I sang for the for my people is a song I learned when I was really young. I've been singing most of my life, and I don't think I'll ever stop singing. Because singing for the people is the best thing to do, during, especially during this time. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. Be sure to wash your hands. And just smile at the good things. The little things make everything better. And... Uh, where I come from, we don't ever say goodbye. We say bum on pee. It means see you again. So everybody out there, stay safe and bum on pee. Ready. This is Full Circle on 94.1 KPFA. That was DJ Penguish, and he kicked us off tonight with that great song he wrote in his Facebook post that he hasn't actually sang in about two months. So shout out to First Nations people up north and a big shout out to DJ Penguish for that song for the people. Yes, we are still here. And tonight, Full Circle is honoring the social distance powwow, but We are also seeking your help to keep the first, yes, the first listener-sponsored radio station in this country going strong. Yes, that is KPFA, a station that not only allows us to feature stories and news like the social distance powwow, but actually encourages it. 
At KPFA, we've been a source of accurate and timely information about the coronavirus and about vital resources, and we have a compiled list of resources on our KPFA website. We are an essential resource that has continued to bring uninterrupted programming to Northern, Central, and Southern California and the nation and worldwide online since the shelter-in-place was enacted. To keep bringing this programming, if you're able, we ask you make a donation at this time. You have the opportunity to take 10% of that donation and have it go to a nonprofit that helps people get through the COVID-19 crisis. Please make that donation now at kpfa.org online or call 1-800-439-5732. And that is also known as 800-HEY-KPFA, 1-800-439-5732. Tonight, the nonprofits we're featuring are UndocuFund Sonoma County, and Alameda County Food Bank. If you choose, again, you can take 10% of your donation that you give to the station tonight and have it go to one of these organizations. There are other organizations available to choose from when you go online as well. All They're all working directly to help people affected by the COVID-19 crisis. Yeah, you can see all of them and make um, a donation at kpfa.org. Yeah, and one of the reasons we chose an UndocuFund organization tonight is that we know that many of our brothers and sisters migrating here from the South are themselves indigenous to the Americas. They may be Mayan or Quechua or from many other indigenous cultures. And Sonoma, Sonoma County UndocuFund was created to help undocumented folks who essentially run the agriculture and wine industry, but were completely left out of federal and state aid during the California wildfires. Now UndocuFund has expanded their mission to help during the COVID-19 crisis. We also chose a local food bank, Alameda County Food Bank, for over 30 years. They have stood by the belief that food is a basic human right. They distribute millions of healthy meals every year. So again, if you'd like to make a donation to KPFA and keep this listener-sponsored station going strong, you can do that anytime, securely, online at kpfa.org, or you can call us 1-800-439-5732. We're waiting for your call. That is 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And let them know if you'd like 10% of your donation to go to one of our partner nonprofit organizations. Our goal tonight is $500. If you got 25 bucks, we'll take it. If you got 10 bucks, we'll take it. 50, 100, you can make that $500 donation. Thank you. And don't forget, when you make a donation during the hour of Full Circle, it shows you support the work that we do as the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. I'm a producer at La Onda Bajita, and I started here at KPFA and graduated from the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. The information that we bring and the community that we build is so important. And then the information that we bring to you, such as the social distance powwow tonight on Full Circle, invaluable. Call 1-800-439-5732, 1-800-HEY-KPFA, or online at kpfa.org to help us out so we can keep this programming coming. Yes, yes, keep the dollars flowing in and keep the station alive. We are ready to move on to the next part of our show, which is an interview with one of the founders and administrators of the Social Distance Powwow page, that is Dan Simons. But before we do, please, if you can, make a donation at kpfa.org. This is the last time for the number, 1-800-439-5732. And don't forget, that's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. 
give us a click or give us a call and show your support for this iconic station, KPFA and the Pacifica Network. Thank you to all of those that are donating and are about to donate. We're working from home and we'll be watching your donations come in online. So thank you everyone so far. Okay, moving on. We are featuring the social distance powwow tonight. And again, according to powwows.com, the modern day powwow as we know it comes from the evolution of the grass dance societies formed in the early 1800s. These societies would give an opportunity for warriors to reenact deeds done for the entire tribe to see. As the engineered removal of tribes from their lands increased and the reservation system got larger, tribes with no prior relationships or even tribes at odds with each other often found themselves living in close proximity to one another, and powwows offered them a time to get acquainted and accustomed to each other's traditions and ceremony. Realizing this type of gathering can draw hundreds, if not thousands of people, it's not actually conducive during a global pandemic like COVID-19, and so many powwows across the nation have been canceled. These events are more than just dancing and singing. They are a celebration of life, seeing friends and family, as well as offering prayers and blessings. It's also a means that it also means that many vendors and powwow coordinators are facing a lack of income for the year. To combat this, three friends got together to launch the social distance powwow page on Facebook in, on March 16th, 2020. By the time the first grand entry began five days later, almost 58,000 followers had joined. Today, there are 184 members and hundreds of dancers, 184,000 members and hundreds of dancers, singers, and storytellers have sent in videos. Wednesday, we spoke with Dan Simons about how he and his crew created the social distance powwow, virtual powwow. Check it out. Dan, let me give you a moment just to introduce yourself and briefly tell us how important the powwow circuit or the trail is to our people. Sure. My name is uh, Dan Simons. I'm from the uh, Mashantucket Pequot tribe in Connecticut. I was born there. Yeah, so powwows itself, I mean, for me, it's uh, for me, it's a form of income as well as seeing friends and family and as well as just the dancers and reconnecting to culture because Pow itself is a time to get out of the the world that we're kind of stuck in now, this commercialized world, and um, just go back to our culture. And that's kind of what is important about Pow to me. You know, I'm also a a vendor and artist uh, before all this COVID-19 hit. So for about uh, 11 years, I've been on the Pow Trail um, selling my wares as well as at uh, conferences, too. So I've been all around uh, the States mostly. And once this virus hit, you know, it kind of put me in a tough spot, as well as a lot of my uh, colleagues that are vendors and artists. And, uh, you know, I was sitting there wondering what my next step would be, um, because there hadn't been much um, for people like us, indigenous people, um, like a platform that existed for us, you know, on this level. So uh, I reached out to some people personally that I know on the, from life and just the power trail. Um, one of them was uh, Stephanie Hebert. She actually reached out to me initially and she jumped on as another co-founder. And then uh, Whitney Rencounter, um, who is our MC and also our, another co-founder. Um, I know him from the uh, Black Hills powwow. He's usually the MC there. So I've set up there for about 10 years. So 
I asked people that I knew in, in reality to be involved with this because I knew them personally and knew kind of how they are and were and act. So um, without them, this kind of wouldn't have taken off as it did. Um, it's kind of like a, a thing that happened because the people that are involved made it happen in this way. And uh, one of the things that's kind of different that uh, our page focuses on is our live uh, videos. And, um, you know, that's kind of, again, what took uh, took the success of the page and made it take off is the live parts and live aspects. There wasn't a place online to honor our vendors and artists like, you know, this, this page has kind of become now. The page has been interesting. It's kind of uh, morphed into different aspects. Like uh, about a week or two ago, we had a um, POW that focused on uh, sobriety. And we were just honoring sobriety. And soon after that, the page just has blown up with everyone uh, sharing their stories of sobriety. So that's been kind of awesome that, uh, you know, that people are just proud, you know, for for being sober. Uh, I always I always felt uh, as an artist kind of I just like creator guide me and um, creator guided me to get this going and start it. And, you know, this wasn't just me. There's there's other forces involved. And um you know, so I'm thankful that, that uh, this has happened, you know. Thank you so much for that, Dan. Yeah. Now, the page is full of posts by people from all over the continent. Talk about yep. what people will see and hear on the page and why it's important to be able to communicate in this way. Yeah, so what's been amazing is that we, you know, as Indigenous people, we don't really have a huge kind of media presence in the world. And often our voices are marginalized and silenced. So this, uh, this has become kind of a space for people to have their voices heard. And that's partly why it's taken off so much is that, um, you know, all the dancing that we have, um, streaming, people just posting their videos. We've been doing uh, also specials going on, too, constantly. And then as well as our artists and vendors, they're posting their work. Um, in addition to Social Distance Pow there, where they're able to post, we also have Social Distance Pow Marketplace. And uh, in this marketplace, you know, our, our vendors and artists that have been affected by this uh, COVID-19 have been able to um, make some make some money and kind of get by, hopefully, uh, a little bit. You know, Well, Dan, and, uh, um, that actually leads me into my next question. Thank you. Um, besides, like you mentioned, connecting with family, friends and our culture, hearing and seeing these dances and songs that for many average people, not natives, and then even some natives alike have never seen or got to hear this before. So besides all that great stuff with the powwow, can you talk about the importance of powwows to native artists and vendors like yourself and talk about what you have done as at the social distance powwow to help the native artists and vendors? So, you know, me, me coming from, you know, I, before I was a jeweler and I'm a traditional wampum maker from Connecticut, the East Coast. So on the East Coast, we dig for what's called quahog shells, clam shells, and then uh, make them into jewelry. So, um, you know, it's a lot of different artists all from throughout this country. You know, they a lot of them uh, do what's traditional to their people. You know, in the Southwest, you'll see a lot of turquoise. and So it's all a lot of uh, regional work. So this platform, you know, finally uh, gave people a space that, again, that didn't exist in the sense of an outlet for this time. There's Etsy, there's eBay, but just something for for indigenous people, there's, you know, there's not much out there for us, you know? So these in-person shows, you know, with them not being here, 
it's definitely hurt me financially as well as other people. We partnered with folks to do merchandise because people early on had already started off uh, knocking off merchandise. So, um, you know, when we live in a capitalist society, so I kind of expected that, but I wanted to make sure we had people that were, um, you know, automatically approved to make our personal merchandise for social distance pow. So these funds that we've uh, been able to raise, you know, a portion of it we put back to the community and we've been able to um, run specials, run our own specials and give back money that people have been uh, purchasing from t-shirt sales and such. So that's been a great thing to see happen. And what's been great about it is we've been able to support other, uh, other artists during this time, you know, from our platform. So it's been great to kind of share the, the positivity that this page has uh, brought. That's as indigenous people, we all need to be doing more of this. We need to get out of this capitalistic society and we need to get back to our traditional ways as communities and as a whole. And how can we uh, benefit our people? as a whole, you know, not just ourselves. We're all kind of putting these boxes in these houses, but we got to get out of them more and kind of help each other out in our traditional ways and back into our community way of being. Thank you so much. That's absolutely beautiful to hear, Dan. So here at KPFA and at Full Circle, you know, we always try to make it a point to honor missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and honor women in general and honor the, the loved ones of MMIWG. So typically, you know, personally, when I go to a powwow or even to sunrise gatherings at Alcatraz, we see people paying respects and shedding light on the violence that occurs across the continent, really. Mm. I'd like to ask you, how does social distance powwow plan to honor MMIWG and also plan to honor women in general? There's two reasons I ask. Right. One, because I've seen the communication you've had with MMIW USA. Absolutely beautiful. And I do also ask for those of us concerned over the broadcast that did include Sherman Alexie. And I just want to restate the question. How do you plan to honor MMIWG and women in general? So uh, me personally, um, I'm in Montana. So um, we've had my, my wife is Crow. And, you know, we've had issues uh, here in Montana with um, relatives of my wife's family um, directly involved with what you're speaking about. Um, I don't I don't want to talk about it too much in detail because uh, her family's still in mourning because it's within you know a year. So, um, you know, this this is a very uh, touching topic for me still today because, you know, my wife and her family are still uh, going through this all. Um, what happened with uh, Sherman Alexi is uh, is the. Uh, something that just happens in life. And, you know, one, one thing uh, I can say is that having him on, it wasn't planned. And that I'm not just saying that to make a cover up, but if you go back in the history of our page and look at the flyers, you know, it was just the, um, the two main actors on there, um, Dr. Adams and then Adam Beach were the, the main ones that were just supposed to be on there that day. So Sherman Alexi was kind of a, huge surprise for us even being on, you know? Correct. And uh, so, yeah, that was a, one of those times where the page just went crazy and there was so much um, negativity involved with him being on. And, you know, at that moment, you know, we should have shut it down. I was hoping to shut it down, but it's, it's like, you know, you can only do so much when you're standing on one side, you know, I wasn't there. uh, I was there on the side of the computer, but I wasn't there doing the interview. So I can only speak from my standpoint, you know, 
so that video had been uh the interview had been pulled from our page and uh you know there were repercussions from that uh, mistake of even having him on and you know we wanted to apologize and we figured doing that in the right way and having uh, members from the MMIW uh, community back on to kind of tell their story because you know often just women in general and um you know uh, any topics including women uh just are kind of again marginalized even more so than just being indigenous you know um and that just goes for women of any color so me being a man even talking here um what I've started to just do in life is if I'm ever in a conversation with women or if I'm in a group with women, I just will go last because, you know, women are so uh, underrepresented, underrepresented and also don't get that much time to talk, you know, I feel. And we need to get back to a place where many of our tribal people come from and our, our clan mothers, you know, and our, our chiefs, many of them were women, you know, where I'm from. I don't know about all tribes, but. So that's uh, that will tell you something right there. You know, women need to be honored like they should be. Thank you. Women need to be honored as they should be. And yeah, so people yeah. for reference can go back to the page and listen to the interview that was done with the director, I believe, from MMIW USA. Exactly. And yep. so women are powerful, right? And it's important Definitely. for um, men to to be reminded of that, but also to remind yep. women of that. And, and and we can do it on our own too. But so it sounds like there's a, a specific plan to to honor women, not just I say yeah, yourself definitely. specifically. Yeah, and and with, okay. with our page, you know what, we plan on going to a physical space after all this is done and hopefully doing yearly powwows. And, you know, part of the things we have in discussion right now are certain themes every year, switching it up. So, you know, in the future, we'd hope to honor MMIW, honor women, you know, honor our artists, honor our our uh, veterans and so on, honor our frontline workers. We want to do all these kind of different theme powwows in the future. Something I'd like to see happen when we get back into the physical space. And as I understand it, Dan, the um, social distance powwow will continue even after the crisis. Exactly. Yeah, we're in the uh, process now, hopefully, of uh, becoming a nonprofit organization. Right on. We're around for good. All right. Well, um, that's the voice of Dan Simons. He is the one of the founders of the Social Distance Powwow, along with his crew. Dan, there's a lot of activity on the Social Distance Powwow page. Um, when can people tune in to be part of the actual live powwow events? And how do they get um, keep tabs on when live events will be happening? Sure. Um, we usually uh, post our event flyers uh, during the week, usually Wednesdays or Thursdays, and they all, anything, any announcements, they go actually in the announcements section. So um, that's where you can find details on powwows, as well as uh, when we have live feeds going, we always post them in our announcement section, so you don't have to dig through the page at all. They're just right on the top of the page in announcements. And any of the previous shows anyone wants to look at and go back to, you can go to the topics section and just hit social distance powwow and the topics, and then all, all of our previous live videos are right in there as well. All right, Dan Simons, we um, really appreciate you and your crew for bringing this. I haven't heard um, so many songs and stories in my whole life, you know, to tell yeah, you the truth. Great. And um, awesome. I feel like it's really important for people to remember that these are like the original voices of this land, songs exactly. and words exactly. that people don't get to hear on a regular basis. 
personally, my dad left the reservation when he was a young child and grew up away from the reservation. And yep. as the system was designed, um, he wasn't able to pass down songs or the gourd to me. And so hearing the song for the first time, I was 35 years old before I even heard my own tribe sing a song. So we know that was designed on purpose and we got to remember that what we're hearing in these voices are the survivors of an attempted genocide. These people's ancestors, our ancestors, um, the ones that made it and the ones that were able and are hanging on to our cultures and songs are passed down to the people that are now singing and posting to the social distance powwow page. That's true. And, you know, it's all it, what's been great about it all is that it's getting a lot of people through this tough time, you know, and that's been to me the the best thing about this is that it's given us something else besides this negative media that we're forced to hear all the time. And it's a page where people can go and, and it's a space where it can people can have this positivity and just get out of the current uh, predicament we're all in and all facing. And, you know, what you just talked about, talked about, too, um, that idea of white erasure how they just want to erase us, you know, is, uh, is something we all have to understand and come to reality of, and we all got to wake up and create our own ways of being and create our own platforms and create our own spaces to be heard. Because if, you know, as you've seen, um, they're not going to do it for us. We have to do it ourselves, you know? So it's time for all of us to wake up. Thank you, uh, Dan Simons. And, uh, Again, Dan Simons, the co-founder and um, crew for the Social Distance Powwow page. Um, We want to give much respects to you and your um, wife's family. Um, Sarah? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to say that I didn't say it while we were talking, but I thank you for your strength for answering that question and for anything that you and your loved ones are going through. We are here with you. That does not fall on ears that are not paying attention you know, and um, if there's ever anything that we can do, please let us know. Okay. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you. you. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA. You just listened to an interview with Dan Simons, one of the co-founders of Social Distance Pow Wow. We are your hosts. I'm Sarah Blanco. And how y'all doing? I'm Free Will and Franklin. And a big shout out to Dan Simons and the Social Distance Powwow crew for helping keep our cultures alive and available to us. We want to remind you all that we are also asking for your support tonight for KPFA, um, the first and original Lizard-sponsored radio station in the country. KPFA has continued to bring important news information and resources to the airwaves uninterrupted during the shelter in place. The news provided is reliable, timely, and valuable. If you are able at this time, please consider making a donation to KPFA at kpfa.org. And remember, you can choose to have uh, 10% of your donation go to the Sonoma County Fund or the Alameda County Community Food Bank. Both are actively working in their communities, providing aid during the COVID-19 crisis. Um, You can make that donation at kpfa.org or by calling the number 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. 
$25 makes you a member of KPFA and gives you the ability to vote in our elections for the local station board. Our goal tonight is to raise $500, so please make that donation if you can. KPFA.org. Or you can call the number 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. And of course, any donation will help. Okay, um, we're going to go on to our next song. Again, a big thank you to all that have been contributing tonight. Stay tuned. Here's some bird singers for you. singers and of course they are dear to my heart because they are part of my people the Lesenio people and there are seven bands of the Lesenio people I belong to the Rincon band and then there are the Pachanga uh, Palma Paula San Luis Rey La Jolla and Saboba um, so that was the bird singers recorded and posted to the social distance powwow page by Dennis King. Dennis is a photographer and he says he sat down the camera for the still photography for a moment and captured this amazing video of the bird singers and dancers. I encourage you all to visit our website, kpfaapprentice.org after the show to actually see this amazing video. 
We'll have a link there as well as to Dennis's other work. And thank you, Dennis, for capturing that moment for us and for posting it. And real quickly, we want to give you a reminder that KPFA and the Pacific Network um, would not exist, actually, without you. Uh, we get the majority of our funding from our listeners. If you can, please take a moment to go online to kpfa.org and make a contribution to this important gem of a station, KPFA. Show us you continue to support community radio. And don't forget, if you wish, 10% of your donation will go to a local organization assisting people through the COVID-19 crisis. Tonight, we are repping UndocuFund of Sonoma County or the Alameda County Community Food Bank. So please, that donation, if you can, make it at kpfa.org or by calling the number. And the number is... 1-800-439-5732 and that's 1-800-HEY-KPFA and of course any size donation will help 5, 10, 15, 20, 2500 maybe <laughs> okay um, a big shout out to everyone that has clicked online and has called to make a donation this is Full Circle on KPFA Sarah take it away we continue now to highlight social distance powwow as you've been hearing, the virtual powwow has made a difference in so many lives. And because it is so valued, we wanted to also highlight how they are addressing an incident where they held a live event scheduled with actors from the movie Smoke Signals. But then during the event, the screenplay author, Sherman Alexi, showed up on screen unplanned. And this was upsetting to people who know about allegations against Sherman Alexi. In March 2018, according to NPR's All Things Considered by Lynn Neary, three women went on record with NPR accusing Sherman of various levels of sexual harassment and it, and I quote, and that he had, quote, traded on his literary celebrity to lure them into uncomfortable sexual situations, end of quote. So 10 women all in all had talked to NPR at that point, though most did so anonymously. Sherman did release a statement in February, so a month prior to that. He said, quote, There are women telling the truth about my behavior, and I have no recollection of physically or verbally threatening anybody or their careers. End of quote. He goes on to say he has made, quote, poor decisions. End of quote. He apologizes to people he has hurt, but he doesn't say what he was apologizing for specifically. His unplanned appearance on Social Distance Powwow prompted the co-founders to remove the event from the page, as you heard Dan Simon speak about earlier when we interviewed him. And they also organized an event with women leaders, specifically addressing violence against women. There were multiple leaders present, and this is only a small excerpt of the 1.5-hour event where Social Distance Powwow co-founder Stephanie Bear interviews Deborah Maytubi Denton, the executive director of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women USA. Let's listen to a part of that interview. Gue, Bojanin, hello everyone. Uh, for those who don't know who I am, my name is Stephanie Bear. I'm one of the co-founders of the Social Distance Powwow. Uh, and, you know, in light of of some things that have happened with us on this page um, and some unintended harm. Uh, we, as co-founders, have decided uh, that, you know, we needed to provide this space this evening for our women 
for our women leaders that have been uh, suggested to us um, to speak on issues of missing and murdered indigenous women's um, domestic violence and sex trafficking and human trafficking across an Indian country um, and the effects that that has not only on families, uh, but on entire communities um, and what the victims at times have to go through to seek justice um, and to try to um, seek justice for themselves, their families, and in, in some very tragic cases for their memory. And so Dan and Whitney uh, have asked me uh, to lead this. They do not want to impede or intrude. And so I'm, I will be hosting on my own this evening. It hits very close for me. Uh, I know people and have some, some experiences involving this. And so I apologize if I get emotional, um, you know, there's, there's no shame in that. Um, but, you know, just, just to be very upfront about it. Um, we are doing our best to move forward in a good way after the latest events involving Sherman. Um, we are wanting to move forward with respect, integrity, um, and with honor to respect those victims, their families, um, and what, in the native values that hold women dear and hold them in high regard and in high respect. Um, so, as I said, we've gotten several women uh, with us for this evening. Uh, first, we have Miss Deborah Maytabi Denton. Uh, she's of the Chickasaw Nation of Oklahoma, um, and she founded Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women USA in 2015 after the murder of two of her friends in Gallup, New Mexico. Missing Murdered Indigenous Women USA's main focus is the families and the women that have been abandoned by law enforcement and other institutions. They fill the gap between the family and law enforcement and demand answers, something that these families often feel afraid to do. Um, and I'd like to again uh, say Willalin and express a, uh, you know, a sincere gratitude uh, for you being here with us this evening. So thank you. Thank you for being here with us. MMIW has become one of the most recognized groups in Indian country, and I would argue even outside of Indian country since its founding five years ago now. How has this recognition and this growth helped MMIW accomplish their goals and their mission and, and really what they set out to do? Well, it seems like every year a new layer gets added. First of all, Chokman, Chin Chokman, Chikasha Seya, Chikasha Poya, Shea Deborah Shipman Yenishie, Chikasha Dene Nishla, Cherokee Dene Bashik Kiching, Belagana Mahala Dashis Che, and Choctaw Dene Dashanali. I just told uh, you hello. How are you doing in Chickasaw? But I also added my my greeting in Navajo because my friends that were my friends that were murdered are Navajo, and like if well, I'm having a hard time already speaking about them. But if I don't, I'm introducing myself to their ancestors. And so that they know I'm talking about them in a good way. And this is all, you know, started because of them. So that, you know, that's where, why I, I just said my Navajo greeting too. I lived on that reservation for seven years and um, have family there still.
every year it seems like creator adds another tier to what we're doing. So a lot of this growth doesn't seem like such a huge thing, but when you look back on it, you couldn't have ever calculated this stuff to happen. And I want to begin by saying like our growth and all that, I'm not capable of those things. I'm just carrying the message that was, that's big. So I want to just say that. Um, and that recognition has been a long, hard haul, believe me, because we've had to break through several barriers just, just to get to where we are today. A lot of what we do is very dangerous. So we're not going to be like trying to get on TV or trying to get interviews and things like that. We've like been very backstage because we deal with cartel and gang activity up here in the Northwest and Montana. So our growth has been because of the fat, very families that we serve, you know, and they go out and they tell people, this is what MMIW USA did for me, you know, Oh, it, it's just, it's been hard, you know, and a lot of the other little organizations and pages out there and stuff that have created that awareness has been, has left us able to like go in and do that work. Our, our biggest barrier that we face is things like that happened yesterday with Sherman Alexi, you know, as and, and we appreciate the fact that, that you guys turn this around really quickly and well thought out. But every day, what keeps people from coming forward are barriers like that. Say that there's more victims out there and they go, hey, oh, well, he did that to me too. But look at, look at all the trouble I'll face if, if you know, if, if I come forward. You know, because look at all the people that love him. Look at yada, yada, yada. That fear has perpetuated this, these crimes over and over and over because people know nothing's going to be said because people are afraid. People know that, that there's going to be pushback, except, especially if someone is famous and things like that, or like, We've even had like one of the biggest barriers being a tribe, you know, it very self it's council telling, telling their people, okay, you can have this MMIW walk, but we and families go first, but do not cry. Okay. You know, yeah. You know, those are the kind of barriers that we face and it used to be, you know, a lot of people hadn't heard about this. Well, now that information's getting out there. And thank God for those advocates that are out there telling what's happening to us and that it's been happening to us for the last 500 years and nothing has changed. This is Pocahontas behind me, a painting that a woman, the, her rendition in her mind, of it's a redo of a, a painting that was done long ago. We fight for her. 
and and we fight for everyone that came after her. And you know, Deborah, I again, I I want to thank you as well for for being with us this evening, and and to help us have this discussion in a, a constructive way. I'm I'm humbled to have you, and I'm thankful that you were here and that you were able to share some time with us. Well, yeah, and thank you, honey, and thank you for like being part of you know, this turnaround and this recognition that, yeah, that fella should have never graced, graced anybody's screen. If he wants some kind of respect back, then respect the women that you hurt and make it right. Don't be arrogant and act like nothing ever happened. I think one of the things that made me so mad was just, him laughing and ha 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 you know well he triggered i don't know how many people in doing that and acting like it was all good and and i understand that uh he was the one that that wrote wrote smoke signals but man don't don't push anybody in our face because we're not going to take it anymore we're not we're simply not you know, so every time he does this, he needs to expect that he's going to get called out until he does the right thing, make the proper reparations to, to these people that he's harmed. Mm-hmm. In closing, that's that's where I'll leave it is. You ain't going to do this on our watch. It's not happening. And I agree. And I said, no matter how unintentional, you know, we we don't condone behavior of that in any way. And I know that you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Um, and we we are not responsible for the actions of any person, yes. good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. Um, but we do take responsibility that he appeared on our platform. Yeah. And our, our being unaware is not an excuse. And we really want to make make sure that we make a learning opportunity from this. And And, and I hope people take it that way too. This powwow has helped so many people. You know, this is what the people need and you provide it. And I just want everybody that did get affected by what happened yesterday to see that, you know, that this, this virtual powwow is holding a lot of people in place, myself included, you know. Mm-hmm. myself included so you know let's just kind of start anew and you guys are making plans on how to vet people properly and yes. you know anything you ever need from us you just holler okay we certainly will and and will Allen, uh, thank you um, and i hope that you have a wonderful evening and on behalf of social distance powell uh, we hope that you have a wonderful evening and thank you for being with us thank you honey thank you You're listening to Full Circle at KPFA Radio. We are highlighting social distance powwow. You just heard Stephanie Hebert, one of the co-founders, interview Deborah Maytubi-Denton, the executive director of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women USA. That was a very tiny edited excerpt of an hour and a half interview with Stephanie, um, where she actually spoke with multiple people on the importance of empowering women and acknowledging the barriers to preventing violence against women and acknowledging the barriers to getting justice. You can find the full interview at the Social Distance Powwow Facebook page. 
This reporting on Full Circle is created with love, sincerity, and some long hours on our part, and some incredible support from you, our listeners. You are members of our radio community. Whether you've been with us for decades or you're a new listener, you are holding us together. If you can donate to KPFA Radio, call 1-800-439-5732 or online kpfa.org. Yes, yes. Make that donation if you can. And thank you, Sarah, for bringing that um, sensitive topic um, involving the social distance powwow page to light and so people can see how it's being handled. Thank you very much. Well, up next, we are blessed and honored to bring you a song from a pair of young women, sisters, in fact, Prairie Dawn and Tani Thunderchild, part of the Fort Peck, Assiniboine and Sioux tribe in popular Montana. They have given us permission to dedicate this beautiful song to the families of murdered and missing indigenous women. So take it away, Tani and Prairie Dawn Thunderchild. Hello, my name is Prairie Dawn Thunderchild. I'm 17 years old and we're going to be singing a song. Hello, my name is Tani Thunderchild. I'm 15 years old and we're going to be singing a song. Hope you guys like it. <laughs> Here we go. Hi,
guys like it. Oh, welcome back. You're listening to Full Circle. And that was the Thunderchild sisters, Tani and Prairie Dawn. They are 17 and 15 years old and are both active in their community and actively work to keep their culture alive through singing and dancing. They're both jingle dancers. So again, thank you to Prairie Dawn and Tani Thunderchild for that beautiful song. And like I mentioned to your mom, thank you for keeping our traditional voices alive and real quickly if you can make a donation to kpfa we're running out of time here the number is the number is 1-800-439-5732 that's 1-800-HEY-KPFA go to kpfa.org to donate now up next La Onda Bajita. I've been your host, Sara Blanco. And I'm Fruel and Franklin. Be sure to visit our website, kpfaapprentice.org, to see all the videos posted to the social distance powwow that we shared tonight. And please protect your health and your humanity. Peace. <laughs>